0: Hey everyone! So before we actually get into the episode, you know I was gonna start with you know a couple questions for the audience. So, have you ever been in love before? How did it feel? How was your emotions? How did it impact you when it ended? And how did you bounce back? Welcome to. Let's talk about it with Ty. I'm your host, Ty keese Arguson, and this is episode two. Let's talk about first love. First things first, I hope everyone's doing really good right now. I know it's getting towards the end of the year. We got daylight savings times with the time so, Ty, going a little bit back. Uh, unfortunately, the sun's going down at about 4 p.m. I don't know why. Don't ask me how that works out, but you know it can be kind of lonely during these times. But before we're doing anything, let's do a quick, just quick, 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 breathe exercise. So, everybody, if you're listening, wherever you are—in the car, in your laptop doing homework, in your office doing work, anywhere—in the gym, just do a breathe in. So, uh. And breathe out. See? You probably feel a little bit more better. Uh, but again, I'm not a therapist. Well, at least an th- actual therapist. But this episode, we're going to get into some things. So. As most of y'all probably know, we're in the middle of cuffing season. (laughs) We are still in cuffing season. So right now, technically we are in the preseason. But as we kind of talk about love, I know some of y'all already kind of know my story, uh, especially around this time last year, because this was a really difficult time for me. So I just kind of wanted to touch on that first, love scenario that many of us has prior been in, but I feel like we never really talked too much about it. So I just want to get a little to, I guess, my first love story. And as usual, uh, as I said, since episode zero, there's going to be experiences that I'm going to experience that's not everybody's going to be able to relate to. But again, you never know exactly if you're ever gonna be in this situation. Maybe you might be related to it, maybe you're not, but maybe you might be able to help somebody else. So, here we go. Whew. So my first relationship. So I guess kinda of relating back to episode one, uh, coming out. Again, I was not really slowly too too out when it till it became, I guess, around my junior-ish year of college, where I was more, I guess, open when it came to my sexuality. But I never really actually got to my first official relationship until summer of 2020. So it's been a little bit over a year since that point. Okay, so I'm not gonna actually name drop. Uh, most of y'all already know exactly who this person is, but I'm refer to him as Jay uh throughout this episode so my first relationship so the way we kind of met was not really i guess i guess you can say it's very gen z of-ish, or of ish or us or yeah us technically because we technically met online so i remember this is this thing called the black leadership council and i remember this weekend very vaguely to say the least but I remember when Jay initially reached out to me, so kind of all just happened with a follow. So I remember just kind of sitting there, and I got a follow randomly from this random person, and I didn't really think much of it, but it was like okay, you you're kind of cute, <laughs> um, but I'm just gonna go ahead, you know, not mind it. But as I guess weeks came by, I started to notice this person kept on liking my pictures here and there, I guess shooting his side to say the least. So I kind of was like, interesting, let me just poke a little more into this. So I go ahead. I'm like, okay, hey, um, just being very blunt, how did you find my account? Because at that point, really had no mutual friends. So I was very confused on. How did you even find me? And then kind of just talking. And he was like, oh, well, you kind of just came up on my For You page. And I just kind of followed you. And I trained you somewhat attractive. So I was like, okay. So I like, you know, kind of want to tussle. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, they don't really think too much of it. like, so, okay, well, thanks for the follow. And just kept it going. And if you really think about it, um, during this time was honestly during the start of the pandemic. So, honestly, it really wasn't much to do. We kind of were just like, everybody was just kind of just like bored out their mind. Um, but besides that, getting back to, I guess, our relationship, it was really friendly. You know, we kind of did a little flirtation stuff on each other posts. And then I remember it was like mid-May. And actually mid to early May, my bad. And I remember it was something that I think I posted. They said I was cute. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then he said something like, I don't usually do this with people that I don't think are attractive. Or something around that line. So I'm like, interesting. And that's how you feel? So yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, cool. Well, shoot. And then I basically sent him my number, and that was that. At this point, we had a couple conversations, um, FaceTime, you know, here and there. But the thing is, um, at least location-wise, I was currently still in State College PA, that is AK Penn State, and he lived in Cleveland, Ohio. So it was already kind of starting on a long-distance relationship, no matter what, how this got sprung. But luckily, unluckily, where you want to say, at this point, it was only a three-and-a-half-hour drive. So it wasn't too unbearable to say the least. Then um, I remember because actually we started to actually feel each other a little bit more. So eventually we wanted to meet each other. And again, mid-pandemic, not really much to do. But it's like, you know what? Hey, if you want to try to sell a lease, you know, come down, hang out. You just got a car. I'm not doing anything. There's some things open up in State College at this point. You can easily come down, kick it with me. And that's kind of history, to be honest. It was one of those moments when he came down, especially because we really was feeling each other. It just felt electric. Like, it's kind of a hard feeling to really push out without, like, having too many, like, exact words attached to it. Like, you ever start feeling somebody, and then it was like a, you know, like an essence connection? And then you kind of just feel like, damn, like, where the hell have you been all my life? And I just remember during that time when we did things, like, little cute socially distanced outings, like, you know, like, picnics, hikes up Mount Nittany that my Penn staters, you know what that is Um, little bar hops when some quote unquote bars was a little bit open and just you know enjoyed each other's company and just made the best out, out you know COVID to say the least so then I think maybe two weeks passed since that incident and I'm like okay I'm really feeling the kid Um, And then he said, hey, I need to go to Pittsburgh to basically visit some college students real quick. Uh, But I will be, no, in state college to spend time with you later on that night. So I'm like, okay. I don't think anything about it. Uh, I have felt something's about to happen. And of course, something happens. So he pulls up to my apartment at like 1-ish in the morning. I'm like, okay hey babe you know come upstairs and stuff but he's kind of frantic so i'm like i don't know what's going on so we get upstairs oh hey uh can you go in your room real quick i'm like okay like what you talking about so i go in my room real quick and i'm doing something i know something's up but i have no idea exactly what is actually happening so oh wait you can come out come on so it's a bear. A little teddy bear with a no with it. No it. I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Again, I'm not really I'm romantic, but I've really never been in this situation. So I have no idea what's actually happening right now. So I go over there and I see the bear and the no and I read it and it's a really 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 thought for no, to say the least and at this point i'm really emotional but it calls for me to go downstairs to the parking lot where we first met and i go ahead i'm like i don't know exactly what's going on like what is he trying to do and as soon as i open a door to the parking lot this little rose petals everywhere and basically to say Long story short, he had this song playing, and it was like, he was like, Ty, do you want to be my boyfriend? So I'm like, of course. Because at that point, I really, really did like this man. So, yeah, I guess that's how everything started. So at this point, everything is now like history, like completely history. Like, we honestly did everything together. Even though, yes, we were three and a half hours apart. And again, long distance can be hard, but little we be seen each other almost every other weekend, if not every weekend. And trust me, if you're in my inner circle, you can contest to that. Is that Jay was always at State College or I was, again, a rental car because I didn't have my license, but didn't have an actual car. Driving out to Cleveland to see him and his friends and his family, and this was something that was honestly really important to me, because again, this was my first relationship. This is my first time, honestly, really even talking about somebody romantically, like in a really public setting, because most of my friends and family knows me to be the secret squirrel to Ceeley's. Like i would never really talk about anything sex wise relationship wise i very really kept my love and sex life to a very hush like very secret like i did not want anybody to know but everything was going really well and then as time go by and by it just our connection really just grew to a point that it was just magical to say the least at this point We had met each other's family. That was a big thing because I never brought uh, anybody romantic home. I was the first person that he brought home to his family. And it was like, oh, wow, like, you really like him. So I honestly felt really, I guess you can say comfortable with him, to say the least. And also during that time was a time where I was really able to kind of like I guess dive into my own self-love and also learn how to love my my myself more. As he also learned how to love me, and I learned how to love him. It was just one of those things where it's like during that time, that relationship made me love myself more. That was making me able to honestly give love to him. So it was just. Again, magical to say the least. But then again, this is honestly where it gets a little dark. So, honestly, I would say fast forward, let's say, to in October, early November 2020. So, at this point, I guess fast forward, we have done a lot together, we've traveled uh met family honestly the bond is there and at this point he is thinking about getting a house but not thinking about but actually in the process of buying a house in cleveland ohio and at this point i'm helping along i'm helping going up with house visits i'm helping him pick it out because we got into the point that we became so serious that we was actually about to move in at this point around, again, October in general. Like, we was looking at houses. I was helping them with the buying process, going to visits. Like, honestly, we was planning everything out because clean on how it just makes sense. I didn't want to go back to Philadelphia. He lived and already had a full-time job in Cleveland. And also, I was about to graduate. So, all the pieces kind of was just like, it just landed. And at this point, I'm looking at jobs, you know, like, I'm really trying to make sure I'm having everything, like, established. So, when it comes to that time that is mid-November, I have to move out of my apartment because they kick everybody out. It'd be an easy transition. So, I guess the first thing was, again, I haven't really told my mom or family about my plans to actually move to Cleveland. And I already had my mind set up, but it was more of like, okay, I have to tell my mom. Um, I don't know how she's really going to feel about this, but I have to say something. So I remember this was actually around the time of the election, the 2020 presidential election. And again, it was a lot going on um, at home. And again, I don't want to really be around that, but one thing is like, I can't, be planning a move, and not also tell my family, let alone my mom, about said move. So, eventually, I break it to her. I remember I was like, hey mom, it's like, hey, what's up? And then, as I'm talking, talking, just mumbling, eventually, I was like, hey, so, I'm planning to move to Ohio, and she's like, what? I remember... The way that she played it off, it was kind of like... She's like, okay, that's fine, that's fine. And then everything I heard afterwards that she started to spaz. And I kind of had a feeling that was how she was going to react Uh about what's fine. To honestly, like, soften the blow as much as possible. Because I knew that she really didn't want me to actually move, let alone move when it's not under my own terms. Does that makes any sense? Because technically it's like I'm moving and I only have myself. I don't know anybody outside of Cleveland minus Lily at my time. My ex and his friends and his family and really, my closest support system, it's like three and a half hours away. That's my friends that's still in State College. And then all my family is still in Philadelphia. And that's seven-ish hours away. At least drive, at least. So, at that point, honestly, it just started to kind of downhill from that point. Because, like, at this point, I'm trying to graduate but also have the pressure of again graduating, make sure I have enough money saved up for the move, also helping him with the buying process itself mentally and physically. I know for him, he had a lot of pressure because also like I've mentioned before, I didn't have a job lined up. I was still looking for jobs, I had have a job. I still had job interviews, like there was just still way more different stuff going on and also I think he started to feel the pressure of like not wanting to do it for the reason that he felt like at least what he was told to me, that I was kind of literally just going just for him. That is partially true, but again... After looking into Cleveland, I was like, you know what? I can see myself having a future here and also building my career, here, at least because the goal was not just to be in Cleveland forever, if you know what I mean. And then let's fast forward to November eleven. So I feel like, especially because it's like, you know, like when something really dramatics happen. And then, even though you might completely forgot about the situation and you might be completely well, but your body knows when you've been for some shit. This is kind of like at least recently what happened that made me think about doing this episode. So, November 11, 2020, the night to say the least. So, literally, I am. And one of my orcs and you know, we just got off. I know he tried to call me because he went out with his friends earlier just to get some drinks to release really stress. It was Taco Tuesday. So I was like, cool. Do what you do, get your tacos. I'm going, I mean we link at after afterwards. So after the meeting I call him like, hey, what's up? And I can feel and see that something's wrong. So it's like, hey and he's talking to his friends and da, 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 and basically broke off saying, hey, I don't think we need to move. I'm like, oh, I'm like, excuse me. And at this point, I think I'm freaking out because Nova 11th was two ish weeks from me actually moving out of my apartment. And ending the fall semester, at least in person, until we finish, you know, the remainder of the semester virtually. Because, again, COVID. So, at this point, we're arguing. To an extent. Like, I got, I think it got to the point that, like, he was speaking, but I was so zoned out on what the hell was happening that I couldn't even completely like, advocate for myself. I know, like, it was, like, one of the things, like, the biggest concern was, one, you don't have a job. And it's nice saying that that really was a big issue, but you don't have a job lined up when you come out here. Two, you're still finishing up college for that last little bit. Three, he did work, I don't know what he does now, but at that moment, he worked for a concussion, Construction company so god forbid something happened that he got injured even though he wasn't doing the manual labor but being on a site he's done he doesn't have any type of like, income so with the mixture of like income kind of being like in question on top of also the way that my own mom reacted and knowing that if it was like roles reverse his mom would not allow that shit It kind of just like, look, I don't think this is the best, and the only thing I can say is really okay. And then we get to the next day. At this point, I feel like anybody, no matter who you are, gay, black, male, female, straight, it doesn't really matter. That's a lot to process. And at that moment, I feel like I was under so much stress that I didn't know exactly how to even comprehend what the hell's going on. But to make it worse, he wasn't really communicating as much. And the thing is, like, usually we send our usual good morning texts. And he did send one, but it was just the way that he sent them. It was like, okay, we're just going by the conversation. But I'm like, wait a second. What? what's going on like yes the move isn't happened but i c- care about you and i don't want this to end just because of the move so where do you go from here then it got into a point that honestly it was just kind of like radio silence to an extent it wasn't really something was up and i couldn't figure out exactly what to do at this point so, eventually, I met out with my friends to tell them about the situation. Because at the point, like, I'm stunned. It's like a deer in headlights, to say the least. And I don't know exactly what to do. I just literally was just like, I didn't know what to do. So, I would get like, a couple of drinks, kind of let myself go, talking about our situation. And then eventually, like, look, we need to talk. Because... at this point, it's not fair to me for you to kind of just stop responding or not really do what you usually do. And now I'm kind of like, what do we need to do now? So I just remember coming back to my apartment and literally just sitting there. I'm like, I don't know exactly what's about to happen, but I just have to be prepared for whatever it's about to take me. So, we end up getting on the phone and we're just talking, just talking, just talking. He looks distraught. I look confused. I don't know what to do at this point. And eventually, he was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, With his actions and him calling it off so soon, mind you, he had his feeling since, I think, mid-October about concerns about the move and money situations, and everything like that, but they didn't bring it up and lead till the moment, the day on the 11th. So at this point I'm just like, I'm already angry. I'm concerned. I'm confused. I'm a lot of emotions going on right now. And then eventually he breaks to me. It's like, look, I don't know if this is gonna be able to work because I don't know how that's, how are we gonna work when we're seven hours away? And basically, we broke up. At this point, I don't Will you will you honestly truly, truly love somebody and then that happens, you don't know what to do. Like, I remember as soon I hanged up, so he got me this little like, you know those little, like, Spotify printout things where you can put, like, a song, put your picture on it. And, like, the little wavelengths. He got me that um, a while back ago. I remember it was always next to my little workstation for COVID and my internship and stuff. Um, I just remember just grabbing it and breaking it. And I didn't know what to do. Like, literally, it was one of those things, like, again, shop in their headlines. Like, you just don't. Like, what the hell do you do? The only other thing I can think is just sadness. Like, I remember, like, I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. Like, I feel like that was one of the most difficult moments I think I had in my life. Because if you think about it, it was just a lot with somebody that you honestly you truly thought that you was gonna spend the rest of your life with breaks up with you on top when you was literally just about to move two weeks prior to that situation. You were about to graduate and now you're because mentally I'm so done put me at risk for graduation. I now have to move back to Philadelphia because I already subleased my apartment for the date that I was already planning for. I have some money saved up, but it's like I have to move back home. Like, what do you even do in this situation? At this point, I just try not to think about it. I was just one of those like, you know, I'm gonna go to the bar, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna do what I do. I'm gonna finish the semester strong. I'm going to do whatever it takes to at least get through the semester. And then I can really just let this all later. I just remember having to go back up to Cleveland because literally the weekend prior to that situation happened, he took a good amount of stuff up to his family house. So literally when the move was supposed to happen... I can just take a rental car and just drop off in Cleveland and be fine and then I would come back down to Philadelphia because it was around Thanksgiving and I still want to at least go home for Thanksgiving. So I had to go ahead and drive all the way back up to Cleveland, middle of the night. Mind you, well, again, I didn't do it alone. And also shout out to Jackie, if you're listening, you're a real one girl because I had to hurry up and run to get my stuff because I knew I was moving the following week and I had an assignment due the same night. So Lily, when she said she was okay, he was like, actually, sure. If you can make it up here because I have work in the morning. Sure. That's fine. So Lily did that three and a half hour drive as I was doing my assignment in the passenger seat. Jacqueline was driving up in the middle of November because it's cold as hell in Cleveland around this time of the year. I literally just packed up and turned back around. And when I tell you, it was something, that was an experience myself that I feel like, I don't think anything could have prepared me for that one. Like, literally everything being so like, everything's fine. Like, we was the perfect couple Instagram wise. Not even revolving social media, but it was just everything was good. Like, everything was fine. There was nothing that stem like, did like a thing ding 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 ding. Like, you know, that little bell saying that, like, okay, something's wrong. Like, maybe back out. Nothing, not one thing, I guess somewhat prepared as a red flag to say, hey, something's about to happen. Then it honestly got to the point, like I moved home. I was with family. I was just going through it. And to make matters worse, as I'm also trying to cope through the breakup. I'm trying to cope through moving back home. I'm trying to cope through just trying to get my grades just to a point so I can just graduate and be over school I have to add also my cousin's death on top of everything I'm also dealing with like I remember when and this is again not off topic but it relates to this part of I guess my story of just literally sitting there and my family's well my aunt's um house when the morning that my cousin passed away and literally I was so mentally clocked and checked out that I was literally doing one of my assignments as everybody's mourning around me and I didn't really even get a chance to cry. Maybe like a tear or two but nothing at all. And I remember my uncle was just turning to me like Ty like, it's fine. Like you can put down your laptop. You can cry. You can take some self care, some mental health to stop and breathe and I just remember like saying like there's a lot going on here my own life just overall like I can't afford to stop right now like I'm sad I'm broken but I don't want to also on top of that have to stay at school one more semester longer when I literally have a week left to finish everything at this point we fast forward and this is one thing I mean, and this is going to be getting to the advice I give myself later and also you guys too but I'm going to say this also right now honestly I'm going to clap with this do not and I mean do not let that nigga hit you up after y'all cut quits, this is the biggest advice I can get anyone. Never keep on texting your ex either way. Because I had a situation that, honestly, we still partially kept in contact even after the breakup. Uh, and even after I got all my stuff. So, like, there'd be things. And, like... There was a situation where we was kind of talking, not talking, but like texting wise. And we was talking about everything and wishing their child well, and we kind of just stopped talking for a little bit. And then when I moved back, and he got actually into the house that helped him get, uh, Lord. But when he actually got in, like he would text me little things like, "Oh, look at this, look at that," just kind of. I guess not saying button, but butted into my life like he was still my close friends. I don't know why my dumbass even considered to keep him in there But he was still part of my life like he also didn't leave So it was kind of hard to kind of just say that we was broken up when he was somewhat still there and also to add on to that uh, reason why you should not do that that honestly that makes it more hard to move on and also to kind of blur it, it blurs the lines a lot so to we from that point just add to what I just said like you was talking on and off at least touching each other for a while and just like little things so I couldn't really divide exactly what was real and what wasn't so let's forward to January, like mid, mid to early January. So at this point, we're partially still talking to each other, but it kind of went blank. Um, and I know you reached out to something saying, hey, it's important we need to talk. And I'm like, okay, like, this is weird. Cause we didn't talk for a week at that point. Like, I was like, I'm very confused what's going on. And basically... He kind of confronted me and said, did I cheat off of something that basically he did um, and got himself into a certain situation that he was like, wait, how does this happen? Because the person that he was messing with was doing something. And basically he got his lines blurred and wanted to kind of push back on me. So at that point, it was like, I don't even know what to even do with you. Because now you're fucking with my head. You technically, now just tell me that there's somebody else. And then to make it worse, after that situation, I see Lily on the story, oh, thanks, baby. As he's posting like gifts, and something else. And at this point, it's like, I'm broken. Like, I was still trying to heal, I was still trying to get through the process that I graduated. That was like, thank God, but it's like, what do you do now? Like, literally, what do you do now? And then at this point, I guess my healing just started from here because at In my head, in that current state, to say the least, I know there's no comeback. There's no hope, there's no nothing. But how am I going to actually get past this? The biggest thing that I think, as I was talking to my friends and like my support system and I shot that out later, but y'all know exactly who you are. It was now just as, just as time exactly, like, how? Like, how do you get past this? Because I remember I was talking to Gervais, Um, It was like around that Jerry. It was like, she was down, so he talking to me. It was just like, you're starting to lose yourself. Like, you're tykeese. So like, you're the person that been through so much, like you were from college, you came back, you built an empire with toss Kitchen, you are a student leader, like you're that girl, you know? And so why are you letting somebody else diminish your self-worth? When you know you're so del- destined for greatness and for somebody else to kind of disrespect and even put you in that situation that you know you did not deserve to be in. Like, how are you going to find yourself at this point? And that was a long journey in itself. I remember, like, I didn't know where to start. I just know the biggest things I had to get back to to the things I honestly enjoyed. So, like, working out, cooking, like, it was kind of hard because everybody that knows who I am, like, I, like, have my own space. So that was the big thing. Like, I have my own kitchen. I have a family kitchen, but I like my own kitchen. But just kind of, like, getting back to the grind when it came to working out, getting into the mindset of actually focusing on job searching. And also the big thing... Getting back to my path, So before I even met Jay, to say the least, my goal was honestly not to go back to Philly. Like, if you're from the city of uh, Philadelphia, um, you know exactly what's happening here. There's so much violence. There's so much negativity. And at that point, I didn't really see me going back to Philly. The only thing I have is family. Uh, they don't have many friends left because I wasn't that connected to much or many to say the least of my high school friends. Um, all my college friends was on all throughout the Northeast, if not other parts of the world. And I'm 23 years old at that moment, so it's like I need to move. I need to get the hell out of here and just explore. I had enough to hold me back. So, why would I just, just, you know, stay stagnant? So, eventually, I guess, long story short, because this is starting to get a little bit long, but with me kind of just, like, trying my best to get back on track, that I ended up actually landing a job uh, with the current company that I work in, that actually moved me to, ironically, Cleveland, Ohio, to work at one of their center's. So they paid for everything. I ended up just moving out there and just kind of starting somewhat new. Uh, Just being in my own apartment, being able to kind of build myself from the scratch but not really nobody know me and just kind of figure out like the goals that I want to set myself. Where do I see myself like six months from now, a year from now, five years from now and just kind of just like getting back to me. And the things that I honestly enjoyed. And then at that point, it honestly, it got easier. Like, it didn't take until May it's, to really honestly start, be able to do my own thing, be able to date again, socialize when it comes to, like romantic relationships. Like, it just takes a lot of time. When you go through that much hurt and heartbreak, it just, you can't just jump in. Because, literally, sometimes you do need that self-reflection. You do need that, like, what are we not going to do again? You know? Like, because even though, like, there was a lot that happened with my past relationship, there was also things that, like, I even noticed myself that I could've possibly avoided and did better, and maybe that might've helped, but even if I'm going through a saying that honestly, it's like, it's all in God's hands. God honestly would never put me in a situation that I could not control or handle. So honestly, like, I just put it in God's hands. And then honestly, with all my hard work, while my working on myself, Working at my job, I was able to again move out of Philly within three months of me graduating, moving to my own apartment. I didn't get by in my first, well, technically, first two cars. Y'all you know I mean? Um, because again, I traded in my first one to get a better one. But, and also just making friends in a new city. And honestly, starting to explore life in a way that I'd never seen it before. So, Honestly, I think we are now done the episode. But you already know, we already know that I always in each episode with I guess of Every reflection, it can be with me, it can be with y'all, and it's always start off like with what would I tell my yourself? Uh, I know for the last episode, I was talking to my twelve year old self. Um, with, you know, coming out and stuff like that. But, for this one, I'm going to honestly talk to the tie that was at this point on November 18th, 2020, going through all this. Baby boy, it it gets better. I know that you're struggling. I know that you don't understand exactly why this is happening. to you. You're honestly, prior to that, just laying down. You're just... Smoking your life away, drinking, just honestly shutting down because you really don't know what to do, and you already don't know exactly what's in store for you because it gets a little worse um, towards the end, and it gets to a point that you just like, why me? Like, just why me? But again, God does not put anything on your plate or in your path that you cannot control. I repeat, God does not put anything on your plate that you cannot control. And when you look back at this, you will notice that you got through the storm. You moved twice. You did everything that you wanted to do. You had your support system with your friends and your family, and you kept your head on your shoulders. And at this point, even though that was probably the most hardest moments of your life, you became so much stronger than you was. And you never know exactly how or where you would be if you were still in that situation or still in that mindset. So make sure that you continue To applaud yourself and take care of yourself. Focus on you. Like, really focus on you. And lastly, you said this to yourself around the same time. And I'll repeat it back to you. I feel weak, but I know I'm strong. Stay positive. Stay healthy. Be open to everything you just experienced again. Love yourself. First, is always hard. But what you do after that will change your life forever. Keep your head up. Because this is going to be a long road to recovery. Love you. Make sure you stay true to what you just said to yourself. Because if you didn't, you would not be in the situation and headspace that you are today. There's still a lot more that you got work on. But at least you got through the brink of the storm. On that note uh we are definitely done with episode two of let's talk about with ty let's talk about first love i hope you enjoyed that episode i hope you actually gained something out of this this is my first time actually really talking about my situation on a public forum um in front of a good amount of people um i hope you enjoyed the episode but till then peace and love see you next week